0: Rob, what's your propensity to try risky shit on the menu?
1: Man, you really want to use the word propensity today. In the intro, you heard it. <laughs> uh, yeah, when I go to a restaurant, I, I am willing to try some of the riskier things on the menu. Uh, and even beyond that, I like going to kind of risky restaurants. I like being the first guy in my friend group to try out a new place, uh, especially if they're doing something exotic. Like uh, I like checking out the of Town restaurants and stuff like that. What about you, DJ? Are you a risky uh, guy or you play it uh, pretty safe?
0: Well, I saw this meatball sub, I follow a lot of, you know, Cleveland eateries on uh, Instagram and Mm -hmm. I saw they had raisins in their meatball sub. And I, to me that sounded odd, which it is, but it sounded fantastic too, because if you, you know, know the reputation of the place and you see something odd mixed with something that sounds great, it probably is going to be fantastic, you know? And so I am a person that I would say tries risky or unusual
1: shit. Okay. I hear that. Yeah. That doesn't even sound risky. That just kind of sounds gross to me. Raisins in a meatball. Stuff. We, I mean, we're not in the business of giving free advertising here, Deitch, but uh, do you mind shouting out the restaurant? And I'll tell you if I'm-, if uh, I'm It ready. was
0: Urban Twine or Herb and Twine. How do you say it? How do you- <laughs> Urban, I don't know. How herb I,
1: would say I know what you're talking about there. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of sounds interesting. I'm not in on that. I'm kind of more into like the exotic, like- uh, like if I go to a restaurant and there's like squid or something like that, I'll obviously be in and like people with calamari, but like even like awful, do you know what awful is? No. So awful is just like the, the animal parts that are conventionally thrown away. Like it might be like intestine, uh, eyeballs, brains, ears, feet, stuff like that. I'm really into trying food like that, uh, especially if it's prepared correctly. The most exotic thing I've had
0: in, in Cleveland, at least, and I'm not, you know, like a world traveler or anything, but I've had pigeons pigeon in cleveland and uh, it was okay you know sort of gamey chicken as people say with like different birds but um i think just the thought of pigeon you know associated with grossness and kind of home alone yeah. shit like that and then you're putting it in your mouth uh it's hard to get past that
1: yeah what well, were you on the west side of the flats and the and back of Christie's, like boiling up pigeon with some homeless dude where'd you try pigeon at the plum it's called they oh, have like okay. a
0: rotating menu. They do some weird shit, but yeah, Dre and yeah. I had pigeon, and her family still talks about this day that we ate pigeon, which I think is is worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of deserve a little uh, ripping
1: uh, if you're going to be uh, eating pigeon. Yeah, I think when you order food like that, though, it creates that memorable restaurant experience, mm-hmm. which is like if you go to a regular restaurant, and you get a burger, you're not gonna always remember that. Oh, I got that barbecue. Burger at this place with the onion rings. But if you get the pigeon, you're never going to forget that moment. So I like kind of going the exhaust route. uh, And it kind of gets a representation of what the restaurant is. Because they're going to make that good, so you order it again, you know. I really like the people that step out of their comfort zone. So I try to
0: do that as much as possible. All right, on to the pick six. The much anticipated, we have to start here. We talked about it last week, the GVH. So the first Mm -hmm. official entries into the good vibe handbook, Rob, why don't you start us off? Give us a little, uh, the first entry, I guess this would be chapter one into the good vibe handbook and we'll build this over time. So this is just the first couple or first handful of entries.
1: Yeah, for sure. Deej. And I think, you know, I think we can break it down further into categories like what you do at a bar, what you do on vacation, stuff like that. Uh, but this one is like I've since I started using this in my uh, life, I've found that I enjoy things a lot more and it's whenever you go and spend like a night away from whatever you normally sleep. So if you're just going over to a buddy's house to drink beer or go out to a bar and do that, uh, whenever you do that, you're officially on vacation and you need to treat it like you're on vacation. Like you get a time away from your space, especially after this year where you're like cooped up in your confinement. Uh, if you are able to get out and enjoy beer or enjoy golf and you're staying somewhere else, you're officially on vacation. And to go on that, if you are on vacation, no one should tell you how to spend your vacation, right? Just go out and do the things that you want to do and enjoy yourself. And I think the good vibes will follow from there, Deej. So that's like
0: creating good vibes for yourself. Really uh, creating an aura
1: For sure. And I think good vibes are contagious. I think good vibes start within, you know what I mean? You just can't start, you know, (laughs) maybe the budget opens up
0: a little bit then, you know. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. (laughs) You're not
1: as stingy, you know, you go to the bar and you start buying rounds of beer because you're on vacation. Right. And then everyone else starts having a good time. You get a couple shots, whatever it happens to be. I think just that one small step of saying, hey, I'm going to relax. I'm enjoying myself because I deserve it and I'm away from my house for five fucking minutes and I'm on vacation, I think that opens some doors for you, Deej.
0: Yeah, Uh, my first entry, and a lot of mine are kind of revolving around uh, making other people feel good and thus it creates Mm -hmm. a great environment to do whatever. So first entry would be, and we've talked about it before in the pod, I think, is be loose with your likes. So (laughs) like you're on IG, right? Uh, Maybe outside like the bikini pics so you don't come across as the 30-year-old creep. You're just losing right. your likes. You don't have to know the person that well. You know, I follow people that I haven't talked to since uh, sophomore year of high school, but they're doing something cool. Maybe they lost, lost a ton of weight. I'm throwing that a like, yeah. right? I agree. create The good I mean, vibes. And, um, you know, I appreciate that more. I post a, a, a photo on Instagram and uh, someone random, same situation, haven't talked to them in 13 years. I appreciate that like to another level. So
1: be loose with sure. your likes be loose with your likes. Are you on team follow back in that respect too? Like if somebody follows you and you haven't talked to them in a while, Hell are you yeah. going to hit them with a the follow back? Okay.
0: I think people like when uh, social was really popping for us, like, I don't know when we really cared yeah. about it, probably somewhere in college. Um, I used to look at, you know, like Twitter following, this is what I have, but when you realize you're not going to be like a world famous rapper or have the biggest podcast of all time, I don't think you really give a shit about the the li- uh, the followers like I once did. Like I always had
1: to have more
0: followers than I was following, but
1: which is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know some podcasts and like some people on social media, even today, like buy followers and <laughs> yeah. we would never do something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Never. We would never go out of our way to buy Russian bot followers to follow no. the greasy podcast on Twitter. Uh, which, so Which you know, Twitter then
0: later filters out and uh, you spent 20 bucks
1: on nothing. Yeah.
0: Don't know anything. No, about- we wouldn't do
1: that. No. Yeah. Uh, which was funny. Uh That's, that's a good time. That's a, that's a callback joke for the greasy pod listeners. Um, But loose with likes. I love that DJ. Absolutely build some good vibes on the internet. And I think that goes a long way. You know, considering how much time people actually spend on the internet in Mm -hmm. that environment. So I
0: have a few more entries. You got anything else for me?
1: I do have a couple more entries for sure. Um, and I think to go on top of mine, I already touched on it, was never tell another person how to spend their vacation. That was another one of my entries. And okay. we always said it when we went to Denver, too, is that like if some guy wants to sit on the couch by himself, if he's on vacation, let him do him. Like he's right. getting, he might regret it down the road, but that's how he wants to spend it. No, t- never tell anybody. As long how as he's not dragging their- others down.
0: Like if your vibe, no. if you're being part of the group, but you're also being uh, an uh, angry asshole, then, then you are causing a ruckus. Then you got to get called yeah. out.
1: Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. But if some dude's just chilling on the couch, like smoking weed or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not what I want to do. Right. But it, you know I'm not I mean? like a beach vacation guy. I don't want to go sit in a lounge chair for seven
0: days. But if we're in a spot where that's, uh, th- that can happen
1: and that's what you want to do, you're right. Do what you want on your vacation. My last one is done. You know, kind of going back to that money thing is don't be a pen- pincher, especially when you're out with a group of people. Uh, don't be afraid to buy that round of beers, and you might not be compensated for it. It's twenty bucks in the long run. It's twenty five bucks in the long run. Pick up that Uber. Don't worry about splitting it. Sometimes, like obviously, if somebody's taking advantage of you, that's bad vibes on them, and they need to be called out. But like in the moment, if it's just an innocent thing, and you know somebody's going to get you back for it eventually, just grab the round, grab the mm-hmm. Uber keep the good vibes rolling. I believe in the circle of light. I don't
0: know if it's necessarily karma or if there's a, a, a different word for it, but everything is just uh, circling and it comes back to you, right? The 25 bucks you spent there, if you're with the right people and surround yourself with positive energy, um, I believe in that that money will, will come back to you. You don't have to worry about it.
1: I love that that's DJ. Absolutely. That's great vibes right yeah. there,
0: buddy. <laughs> I think that's about as, um, as uh, hippie as I get, but I do believe in that. That's deep, I have some, mm. some entries here. I'll just rifle through them, and then maybe you can call out one or two that you want to hear more about. We can discuss uh, because okay. I've been thinking all week about this. Um, so I have like flat five or six here. Uh, very random things within life. So number one, uh, a waiter bringing water to your table without asking or if you're hosting. You have waters ready. You you know, you have like you're supplying it without the ask. I think that's a huge good vibe thing. Um, Mm -hmm. This is um, can be applied to different areas of life. But uh, two summers ago, it's been two summers, believe it or not, since we've played adult league slow pitch softball. But when someone hits a comeback or at the pitcher as a pitcher, I feel this. If they apologize and they feel like they're uh, genuine about it, that is just good vibes. No harm done. No foul. Mm-hmm. I, I I like you, dude. No problem. So that's just. Yeah, uh, we're not professionals for sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's not it's like, like, like I know where I'm okay. at. All. I apologize. That I did you're it. making yeah. a mistake and you're saying sorry. Um, having a specialty drink when you're hosting a party. I think that's great vibes. Like I'm not that's, expecting that's largely B.O.B. B., I think, you know, you're not going to supply beer for 20 people. But if you can get a bottle of vodka, mix some shit up, make something unique. Great vibes there. Um, yeah, I like that showing up early for like a date or with the group and like you're the person there and you're drinking a beer, like how comforting that is to the following people that come into the bar or whatever it is. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Or you're sitting there with the, uh, the beeper at the restaurant, you know, Oh, they said it's going to be another right. five minutes. Yeah, we, already, we already got a table. <laughs> that, yeah. that's, that, you know,
1: that's risky though, but you got to have faith in the other people that they're showing up on time and you're not going to be stranded. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's putting your best foot forward, being optimistic, I think is great vibes. DJ. And this
0: is something we've um, deployed recently um, because we have to go to Pennsylvania to place bets because Ohio is living in 2015. Mm-hmm. The person that goes and drives has recently uh, placed on their own dime, like a $10, $20, a uh, long shot parlay, <laughs> which doesn't fully yeah. make sense because the person that's driving no. should not be the one placing the long shot parlay. Um, But it's just, like we said, reciprocal. Everything comes around. And uh, I think we hit one of those maybe or came close. But uh, that's just straight good vibes for the rest of the weekend for sure.
1: That is. Yeah, I do like that tradition. And I think I'm coming up on my turn here pretty (laughs) soon. So uh, i got to start dialing up blocks for the long shot. Well, luckily –
0: Luckily, NFL season, I don't know if it's luckily, but we haven't made an area run in about a month, um, which feels good. We were on a, quite a bit of bender um, doing that. We were. Sure. A couple more here. Um, so say you're okay. getting food for a group, your family, what may have you. Um, you get a little something extra, right? You're bringing home Chipotle. They don't expect you to get the chips. You get the chips and queso. You bring it home for everybody, right? That, that's always a nice right. touch. You're picking up Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got an extra thing of fries. Oh, I got some mac and cheese because I know you like it. That sort of thing. where it's, You're throwing oh, in a sorry. little yeah. uh, little extra there. And then the last... Oh, razzle-dazzle. Yeah. I love that, yeah. I guess this one's very related to the Instagram one. But a nice congratulations text um, to someone that you're not super close with. So maybe you were... And, in uh, mm-hmm. high school or college, or you lost touch and they do something cool. You see it on uh, social and you're like, Hey, just wanted to say that's awesome, dude. Congrats.
1: I like that, teach. I think, you know, just going on top of that, too, is being loose with your uh, compliments, too. Like if you're out at a bar with your buddies and the guys wearing a new shirt and you're like, damn, that guy kind of looks good in the shirt. Don't keep that to yourself. (laughs) Like, hey, I like your shirt, dude. You know what I mean? That can change the whole aspect of that guy's day and like gain a little bit of confidence. And then he might go hit on that girl that he's been meaning to hit on. And then it all snowballs from there. So I think uh, be loose with your compliments on Mm -hmm. those scenarios, too.
0: Yeah, um, so that's those are my entries this week. I, I do think like the softball one is applied, can be applied to a lot of things. And I'm bad at that, right? Yeah. You make a small mistake, it hurts someone either physically, emotionally, whatever, um, or it scares someone. You just say, hey, that's my bad, I'm sorry. And we're all shitty at yeah. that. A lot of humans are shitty at that, but man, it can turn the vibes around.
1: For sure. Yeah, just say, hey, I fucked up. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, I fucked up right. and move on. For sure. All
0: right. Uh, that's the GVH uh, first chapter. Uh, f- later chapters, we'll probably give it a few weeks, but maybe we'll throw some. Let us know how you guys felt about that. Maybe give us some uh, entries. We'll do some user-generated content there. Uh, but let us know how you like that one. On to number two here. Rob, you, said, you texted me this week. You said, I have a big dumb idea and I want to discuss it on the pod. Yeah. And I'm not privy to this, so I need to hear the big no. dumb idea.
1: Yeah, this is one of those, like, uh, when you're sitting at work and you're just like, man, it would be awesome to be doing something else. I was on Twitter uh, and I saw Minor League Baseball tweeted out and said, where would you love to see a Minor League Baseball game played in the future? And, like, there's a lot of people, like, the rubber ducks were saying, like, oh, we should play one at and Stadium, which is the home of the Akron Zips. Uh, which is like kind of fun and conventional and unconventional and be goofy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I started thinking it would be awesome to see a uh, minor league baseball game played at League Park in Cleveland. And this is kind of a know your history segment. And a know your history callback. Uh, it would be awesome to see a minor league baseball professional baseball return to the Huff neighborhood in Cleveland and Huff uh, for the those people that haven't been by League Park or unfamiliar with the neighborhood. It's absolutely just a residential. People live across the street. People have always lived across the street. It's kind of like putting a baseball field in the middle of Fairport, uh, but that's where the Indians played for a long time. Uh, Babe Ruth hit his 500th home run there. There's an incredible amount of history. Uh, So I was thinking, man, what would be a good reason to bring people back to Huff for a professional baseball game? started looking at dates uh, in uh, 1920. The Indians won a world series at League park. Uh, but you know, it was 1920. It was 101 years ago. It's hard to celebrate a centennial or something. 101 years after the fact, but there is a date coming up and this is going to take some foreplanning from the greasy pod and from uh, we're going to have to crowdsource this a little bit to get, you know, the connects possible. But in 1945, the Cleveland Buckeyes who were the Negro league champions, world series champions in Cleveland. So hmm. in, in 19, uh, or 2025, it will be the 80th anniversary of them winning the Negro World Series. So I think it would be absolutely incredible if we could organize a minor league baseball game of the Lake County captains to celebrate the Negro League World Series champions at League Park by wearing Cleveland Buckeye jerseys, okay? And this is going to be a tall task, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And But I was thinking it would be a great way to get the people of Huff rallied around their baseball stadium, bring professional baseball back there and to showcase the businesses of Huff. Right. You can have food trucks. You can have restaurants. You can have them lining up the streets. You can have the vendors, the businesses, the clothing stores sell their stuff outside of this minor league baseball game, which I think would bring a lot of people in. And then you can have like this baseball tournament of the Cleveland Metro uh, School District teams coming and playing before and then play the minor league baseball game. On Sunday, DJ, it's a big, dumb idea. It's ambitious. Give me some feedback on it.
0: I would disagree with the big, dumb idea. I think it's a bag. As I say, a big ass goal. So okay. You have a bag here. You don't have a big, dumb idea. Um, I think okay. it is something that certainly should happen. I, I, you obviously know a lot more about the history than I do. So I can't, uh, kind of wait in those waters, but, uh, it seems fairly obvious to me, um, that you would do something there. Um, And you're probably thinking, does it have to be the 80th, though? Can't it just be something random? Like, we we assign these. I know a nice round number sounds great. 100 is
1: awesome. Um, Right. But can't we just play it, like, this year, next year? I I guess you could. I mean, uh, this year, like, well, I think it's, like, it's kind of too – a twofold of saying like this year, major league acknowledged that the Negro leagues were a professional league. They were major league baseball. Uh, so I think like introducing this idea now, and it would give us a little bit of time because I don't know if you've been by league park. There's absolutely no seating. You can maybe sit 10 people there. Uh, so I think this is going to take some foresight and some planning. And I think giving us a four year cushion to do the, you know, uh, 19, f- 1945 Cleveland Buckeyes, Negro league world series, Brought to you by the Greasy Podcast baseball game. It's going to take a little oh, bit of time. Oh, okay. we're the backbone of this operation. Well, yeah. I don't know who else is going to put this on. It's not like there's anybody from uh, the Negro Leagues that would I have an idea. Know, assist in bringing it.
0: Maybe League. we okay. get behind the new mayor or the uh, Bibb. The, I think his name's Justin Bibb. Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong. Yeah. Enough. We get behind him. We do a little uh, volunteer work for him. Maybe I do a little video work and we're behind bid, okay. right? He gets elected mayor and then we got, we're a shoe in, right? We're making this happen. Okay. Um, and cause I know he wants to do a lot about revitalization neighborhoods as we all do. And uh, then it's just, it's made
1: for us. I like that. DJ. Yeah. We got to get an inside guy. So I think that's kind of where we're at. We need to crowdsource us a little bit, get us those connects connects. Uh, like if you know, uh, uh, David Gilbert from the Cleveland, uh, sporting commissions, you know, send us the introductory email, yeah. you know, CC <laughs> us a little bit, you know, pull us into a conversation. Right. Uh, but I think it would be awesome. I think, uh, it would be cool to do the, uh, Negro, uh, league, uh, has a baseball museum in Missouri. I think bringing them in and kind of bringing some of that, uh, that memorabilia from that bygone age, uh, and, you know, introduce people to this incredible baseball league that was played right there in that neighborhood. And you can stand in the same batter's box that the game was won in the bottom of the ninth, right? I think that'd be awesome. And I think it's something, uh, it's a, maybe it is the bag, but, uh, you know, I think it's, it's easily secure. It's possible. You know, we can secure them. There. And I was yeah.
0: thinking about the seating thing. Cause I've at least driven by there. Um, but I think this was in the, I, in a little piece of advice, and maybe this is a good vibe, uh, sort of thing is, um, yeah. at the foundation when someone's introducing an idea, I've, I think it's best to not just like shit on it immediately even if there are flaws right uh, even if that movie's not going to be made for that budget and you know it, whatever the the example is, you wait maybe until like round three until we're really flushing it out to really shit on it. Right now we're in the idea right. idea stage.
1: Yeah, it's ground level right now. I know that there's issues with it, but I think it's something that can be done. And I'd love to see it happen. Yeah. So that's our, that was my big dumb idea of the week. There's issues
0: with uh, Dogecoin too, but look where that is. Uh, on the number three. <laughs> Very applicable. <laughs> on the number three. Uh, I'm putting this in here for the SEO value because you mentioned this guy's name. You get clicks, buddy. But I'm 100% serious okay. about this. Lamelo Ball will create the greatest highlight in NBA history.
1: Yeah. So I got a couple questions for you there. Uh, Do you mean like the greatest is like most viewed because he's like has a social media following. He's obviously from a popular basketball family and a lot of people are going to watch it. Are you saying it's going to be the best play in NBA history that he's going to be a part
0: of? It's going to be the most electric. I can't quantify it per se, but when you watch it, you're going to be that is the craziest play anyone's ever made on a basketball court. He's already made some of them. Uh, you see this oop to Miles Bridges a couple weeks ago was insane, and just the way he flows with mm-hmm. the basketball. If you think about like uh, like a white stiff, like how you look on the basketball court, or uh, a little less so myself, but that just stiff guy at the yeah. YMCA. a mellow ball is the exact opposite. Of that it's like it just feels it flows from him, and thus I think he's going to have some sort of alley oop uh, steal. Uh, off the back, it's just going to be, it's going to happen. And it's, he's already on the brink of it this year. And I just think he has that in him. So um, I wanted to put that in this pod as a, a sort of my future, future bet here.
1: Okay. I think the odds on that, you can get incredible <laughs> odds on that, right? Like, yeah. He's going to upgrade over some of the MJ plays, some of the LeBron plays. But speaking of LaMelo plays, I do have one of his assists on NBA Top Shot. Sick. Uh, it, it was actually a three pointer. So if somebody wants to get in at ground level. It's 40 bucks. I got it out there. So go bid on it.
0: My top shot interest is waning and they need to gain it back quick.
1: Hard. Yeah. I haven't opened a pack in two weeks for all our top shot people. It's, it's, it's a desert of a market. And then they released that you could even get that legendary pack uh, this last weekend. So, man, they got to figure it yeah, out. Yeah. And the
0: rich keep getting richer. Our buddy, uh, what did we call him on the show when he came on? That was the early days of the Greasy nice. Pod.
1: <laughs> Drew.
0: <laughs> Drew. Uh, Drew. Mac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mac locks. Um, Mac locks. He, he pulls, uh, what do you pull? A 33 Luca that he's he's going to sell for 3500 bucks which um, I'm trying to feel happy for him, trying.
1: Yeah, but see, that's not a part of the good vibe handbook because it was just random. He didn't earn that. He's not taking us to Bora Bora on that money, (laughs) so true. All right, on to number four here.
0: I want to do a quick, and I say quick, crypto corner. Okay. Because um, would you agree that um, this topic is somewhat exhausted? Like, are you tired of hearing about crypto?
1: I am tired of hearing about crypto. I'm even more tired about crypto going up when I don't have a ton of crypto. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, so I have a, a short story about that. Um, a few years ago when Bitcoin was really rising, mm-hmm. what was that, three, four year, three years ago, Yeah. a few of us got a Binance account, which is a place where you can just buy and sell crypto. Um, and back then it was like, there weren't that many places to do that, so log in, whatever. And I bought like random cryptos, Tron, all this shit. And so I hadn't been on Binance in two years, which is actually a huge thing. Supposedly, there's a shit ton of Bitcoin that people can't access because mm. they don't remember their passwords. And they lock that shit up like you're working for the government, man. It's hard to get in sometimes. <laughs> if you forget your password, you yeah. are screwed. Um, so I'm in Binance the other day and I have this thing called AV Aave, A-A-V-E. Okay. I didn't know I bought it ever. Um, well, it's worth 510 bucks a coin now. That's wild. So, um, it's the modern day version of finding a quarter under your, uh, under your couch. But some people I know out there that have some Bitcoin or bought like, uh, I don't know, a million Dogecoin for (laughs) like back when it was like a 10th of a penny. Right. And now they're sitting on a million dollars, but they can't access it. Or maybe they do, or maybe they don't even remember that they opened an account. And that happened to me, and it's it's just a weird time, and especially when you're 25 and loose with your money and just uh, invest in anything that has a pulse
1: and trying to get rich quick. Yeah, I, my takeaway from the whole crypto market is uh, like, why does everything in crypto feel like a Ponzi scheme? Like, everyone who has money invested in crypto is like, oh, you got to get in on this new coin I just found out. You got to get in on Dogecoin. It's going to the moon. (laughs) It's like, what about it? Like, it has no value. You got to get in on this Tron. Tron's going to be the new currency Amazon's talking about. It's like, no, it's not. And you're going to promise me 10%. Like, uh, what are you, Bernie Madoff? Uh, I just don't like crypto. It makes me feel icky. And uh, good for you for finding your password and stuff like that, DJ. I'm pumped for you.
0: Yeah. I think until the day it's like not compare and maybe I'm way off on this, that it's not compared to us dollars. Then what, like if you're saying a lot of the Bitcoin folks like talk it up, like that's the currency, the it's, you know, so much more valuable than the us dollar. But if it's compare, if you're comparing it to the us dollar, then, you know, I don't, I don't fully. And also if it's a super volatile market, Then, how is it ever a currency? Because unless I don't fully understand the dollar, (laughs) you're you're absolutely right. And the next day you can buy an Xbox. What's going on?
1: right or you can one day you can buy an Xbox and the next day you can buy a Tesla why would you ever buy the Xbox and then there's no right. flow of money and the economy stops because no one's spending anything DJ I'm absolutely bamboozled you can ask the PFL stock guys about yeah. me and Bitcoin I'm at odds with it and a lot of what you express is what I agree with so I'm not a I'm not a crypto guy
0: I think uh, it'll eventually turn out for some people, but uh, idiots like me, like I tried to read about this AV, like why it's yeah. what it is, because um, these alt coins, which I don't fully understand. And it was a very basic explanation. I still didn't get it. It's like, explain <laughs> it to me like I'm a six-year-old, but it, I need to like explain it like a six-year-old would explain it to another six-year-old because I, it's just way over my head, but somehow I have uh, $510 of AV. That's a awesome. sec. I'm pumped for uh, you on that. Quick tip though, if you're if you haven't been into uh crypto, Coinbase has all these tools or all these videos you can watch, tutorials, and you can get like these altcoins. Um, I don't even want to name them because I don't remember them. But you can get like 30 ish dollars of them just watching these tutorials. It takes like 15 minutes. So if you're trying to like go light in crypto, they're probably gonna be worth nothing in uh, five years. But maybe they're the next put it fill in the blank. And, uh, your $10 right. is a hundred bucks, but like, once again, we're talking about us dollars. What the, f- if it has value, right. why we, why are we comparing it to dollars? That's what I don't, understand. we need somebody on here that knows what to talk about. On the number five, <laughs> Rebecca Black. Yeah. Remember her? I do. She's Rebecca back. Oh, I she's like that. back yeah. with the Friday remix 10 years later. Of the okay. original release, somehow released on a Tuesday or a Wednesday.
1: Yeah, not a great day for music releases. Yeah.
0: Friday remix with uh your boys 303. You love those guys, right?
1: I'm a big three oh three guy. Maybe the best lyric of all time is uh, you know, tough boyfriend if he says he's got beef that I'm a vegetarian and I ain't fucking scared of him. That's an all timer, <laughs> especially in that yeah. you know, early two thousands emo uh, rock phase. So uh three oh three absolutely <laughs> electric. Why did they spell their name like that with, like, the O-H and the exclamation? uh... I don't know. I think it's just edgy, and I think they're from Colorado, which is, like, the 303 area code. So I hope so. I don't know. So your review, Rob? DJ, you know, sometimes there's, like, songs that fall into the category of, like, so bad at bops. Uh, And songs that I think that are so bad at bops are, like, uh, Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. is so bad it bops. Uh, You know, the original Friday by uh, Rebecca Black was like, it was bad. It kind of went. Uh, Lips of an Angel by Hinder. That song's terrible, but it kind of bops. This song is just so bad. It might be the worst song of all time. There's no redeemable quality. It kind of reminded me of that Six Flags theme song they used to play when we were kids in the summer. This song is really bad, Deej. And it's so bad, it's bad, which is kind of almost impossible. Where are you at with it? I put it in here
0: partly because I saw a video of Gronk today. You know, the bucks are celebrating their Super Bowl, and he's very mm. Gronk talk about stiff white guys. Um, right. I mean, legendary tight end, so I can't take that away, but he's dancing the shots on a boat, which I've, I've said on this pod that I think, uh, LMFAO shots is the worst song of all time. <laughs> here um, are. this is worse. This is very bad. And I think it's, I do think they're kind of trolling us though. And because, um, of like the way they um how would you say it put effects on her voice yeah i think they're purposely trying to make it bad and then people share and the view because if it was decent it's not going to get that exposure to how shitty it actually is and thus i think they're they're trolling us with the shittiness
1: yeah. And like, I was listening to the song. And I was like, okay, it's going to break from this techno high pitched <laughs> voice effect thing eventually. And it just never did. And it's, it's like, I agree with you that it's so bad that it, there has to be intentional that it's that bad. These guys aren't that bad at music.
0: I also kind of regret that Rebecca back joke. That was uh pretty rough there. I liked uh, it though. I did enjoy <laughs>
1: that to be honest with you. That, that was it. That was it for me. On to number uh, six here. Um, Vegetarian and I ain't fucking scared of him. That's a great line. <laughs>
0: that is a that is a line. Uh, on to number six here. Recommendations. So this yep. is kind of like what are you consuming? But I figured it's best because we have influence now as a mm. as podcasters for a year. We'd say uh, drink sequential. I'm getting texts, DMs, everything about people drinking sequential, right?
1: I tell you. So
0: um, things you've eaten, watched over the last week that you would fully recommend to uh, to other people
1: uh first thing that I've been consuming a lot of is golf and I've been betting on like one person to win the tournament uh pre-tournament mm-hmm. so this last week I had Xander Shoffley uh to win and he had an epic choke job uh but <laughs> golf is gonna get us through some dark months here especially before baseball uh has its first pitch you know uh, and gets us rolling in the midst of the season. Watch some golf. Those guys are in some great places. we got a Pro-Am that's not really a Pro-Am coming up this week at Pebble Beach. Uh, it should be exciting, you know, uh, something to watch on Sundays for sure. Uh, on the food side, I've been drinking a lot of Gatorade packets, like these Gatorade Zero things. They're so much okay. more convenient than, like, drinking, like, a 20-ounce bottle of something and then, like, having to throw it away and having this excess plastic. Just having, like, one of those little powder uh, packets is incredible and I feel hydrated and I feel ready to tackle the day. Uh, so from the food side, that's what I've been consuming. Uh, other than that, nothing too crazy to you know, sticking to it. This is my last weekend of beer before uh, I go dry wow. for Lent. So I'm going to be a changed man here pretty soon.
0: You're, you're specifically calling out beer though. If you had, you know, you're, you're going to throw back any uh, Jameson.
1: No, I'm going hooch free, booze free. Uh, not oh, even Nope.
0: I was, uh, what what's the, uh, Mints, uh, yeah. Jaegermeister. I like Jaeger a lot. Yeah. I'm kind of, um, now I'm just naming. I I don't Laker think I'm, landing. I'm not, I'm not landing on the one I want to name. Uh, okay. anyway, uh, I did have a, a note on, and if you hear that, that's my uh, neighbor playing piano. He plays what's piano that? in the apartment. It's like <laughs>
1: What's going on here? And now Great. it's on the podcast. Uh, all right. Have him do an intro, song, of course. Just have him yeah. roll it right in, you know? Right. Um,
0: the Gatorade packets. Back when I was a cart boy at Walmart, hungover, mm-hmm. coming in on Saturdays at 17, my mom would be so proud. This right. kid would always make uh, Gatorade in uh, in kind of like the mop closet. <laughs> you, know, you know, like the yellow mops that are just nasty and the thing you squeeze out. Well, it had yeah. that in the sink and all. It's just gross. And we took this like huge gallon uh, Gatorade orange thing, classic, and we'd make Gatorade in that. But you could put as much powder as you want. So we'd always like triple or double it and it would be like straight sugar. It was amazing. Like the greatest thing you've ever yeah. tasted. So take those packets and just put like triple in. And it, I mean, it'll taste uh, amazing, obviously awful for you, but uh, right. fond memories doing that shit.
1: For sure. After a rough day at Natty late 16, that's such a sick brag that you were 17 hungover, dude. That's absolutely hot. But yeah, the Uh, triple Gatorade recipe, I'll have to try it out, dude.
0: Well, I like to think of it. You can always like um, make the excuse that like it better prepared you for college. So you weren't the person like going nuts because your parents like held you down. Right. But, but probably making just straight up dumb decisions. Uh, My things that I recommend Uh, We'll start with a little food. And we talked about the unique foods. Are you going to try something risky? I've had this Sylvester sandwich from Soho Chicken and Whiskey a couple times. And so chicken sandwich with fried chicken sandwich with bacon, uh, jam, and peanut butter. And I think maybe a couple other things. And so it's just like um, it is heavy
1: and it is sort of drunk food. And I've eaten it
0: completely sober, you know, and it's amazing.
1: It sounds good. I'm not a big peanut butter guy on the sandwich, so maybe that's where my adventurous streak stops. But that sounds like a nap waiting to happen after you consume, Deej. Like you drinking like a couple uh weird beers and falling asleep though? I've had this weird thing not to get too much into
0: uh, digestion issues, but I can eat salmon and broccoli yeah. and yeah. feel crappy as shit. I ate that the other weekend that with mac and cheese, like a quart of mac and cheese, and felt amazing. You know, it's, what's going
1: on out there? Mm-hmm. They were in there.
0: Other recommendations, Defending Jacob. I like that show. It's on Apple Plus TV. Uh, Chris yep. Evans, great looking dude. But um, essentially there's a murder at the high school and his son gets blamed and he happens to be the district attorney. Um, pretty good show there. I'd give it like a solid eight. And then I've been l- a lot listening to steve podcast quite a bit, who I never thought I'd get into, but YouTube, the algorithm got me. And yeah. it's called Wild Ride. He's a pretty damn good podcast host. He has a lot of like the guys you would think on, like uh, his jackass co stars and like Ryan Scheckler and stuff. But they all have, um, those aren't typically guys I'd listen to, but it's pretty damn good.
1: Uh, those guys don't want to make content. If you think about it, they make the betting content for yeah. 20 years. So this is just, you know, dropping the bucket. They don't have to get shot in the nuts by a beanbag or anything. They can just right. talk in a podcast.
0: So, and they kind of turned me on a jackass, like, the way he describes it is, he, you know, it was wholesome in the sense that they weren't hurting anybody, right? So it's like if you watch like some YouTube, it's all about like making someone else feel bad. And right. Steve talks about like jackass was just like making fun of us. It was just doing stuff right. to us. And I was like, man, he's kind of right. For sure. Anyway, he, he had somewhere. Rob Dyrdek on. And he, Rob Deerdick, by the way, I think he's dude's going to be a billionaire. He's crazy. Doing well he makes it sound like he's a really good businessman, but they talk about spoiler alert, how many ridiculous okay. episodes Rob Dyrdek has made and is making over the next two years. So they have like a, con, a, I guess, a contract that he's making this number of ridiculous episodes, ridiculousness episodes this year. What do you think that number is?
1: Man, I think they gotta be busting out three a week. Uh, they're making, a. Uh... Nine hundred and five episodes this year,
0: 200, 200, oh ridiculous.
1: Was, it was nuts. I saw one day on a yeah, on MTV on a Sunday, ridiculousness was like 80% of their content, like they were yeah. just streaming these things through. So, I guess you do need some fresh episodes every once in a while,
0: right? He said they order them in 167 episode batches previously to this 200 episode run. Because I thought I've seen that graphic on Twitter where it's like. <laughs> of MTV's schedule is ridiculousness. So it must get viewers. Like people put it on as background or whatever. But I thought it was just like replaying like the same 60 episodes that they ever recorded. I didn't know they were still
1: pumping them out at that magnitude. It's insane. No. I've seen (laughs) reruns. So like, how much MTV am I watching? And I've seen the same episode twice out of 480 episodes. So
0: Yeah. He said they, they did it so like... MTV could make more money and they could make more money. They just batch them into instead of doing like 30 episode orders, they do 200, 167. It's insane. Anyway, it's worth watch, worth uh, listening to. It's also on YouTube. Those are my three recommendations and that
1: is the- Dude, think sex. about this. Like, we've done like 50 podcast episodes. Imagine sitting in a room and doing 160 episodes of Ridiculousness. I'd kill you, dude. Like there's mm-hmm. no way we'd make it out of there alive. I don't care what how funny the YouTube videos are yeah
0: rough i don't know i kind of respect him for his grind and also the all the footage on that show uh rob Dierdeck eventually owns non-exclusive rights because obviously the person he didn't film most of it but they get rights to that so basically has this huge media library of all this i guess somewhat valuable footage uh on to the self-involved segment what were our numbers last week robbie
1: Man, last week, um, 55. We're going to go with double nickel, uh, you know, just staying consistent. You know, I think I'll we had 60.
0: I know it's not very good, though. I remember looking earlier this week. It's a little disappointing. 43. Didn't give the it people was what they want. It was cold last week, dude. We got to, you know yeah. what I mean? Got to give people a So people aren't aren't traveling in their cars. Hey, uh, have you thought before, you know, how we started a podcast in the uh, pandemic and right when people go back to work, we'll likely end it. And maybe if it wasn't that way, we would be, you know, like Dak Shepard right now, we would be a uh, big cat right now, you know,
1: likely. Yeah. I mean, with the amount of talent that we have and how entertaining we are, I mean, it, it would be likely for sure. Um, but, yeah, Dak Shepard, he lives a pretty good life. He's married to Kristen Bell, right? Yeah, Kristen Bell.
0: Yeah, his podcast is massive. I just saw Brie Larson started one today. If you are someone that has more than like 47,000 followers and don't have a podcast, I am shocked.
1: How are we supposed to compete with Brie Larson?
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. That made make me hang him off, dude. <laughs> Get off our lawn, you know? <laughs> yeah, Nominated for Academy Award and shit. Uh, we I can't imagine opening. we
1: have any overlap, though. We don't talk about the same topics. You will never talk about one of the topics we've talked about. Uh, we did have a couple other things we did this week. We did a Super Bowl prop
0: contest. Shout out to everyone that joined that. We got like 20 deep in that. Shout out to Cody. He won that. with Six of 10, surprisingly won. Um, but good involvement in that. Won 190 bucks. And then, Rob, you did a card opening that went over
1: really well. Yeah, a lot of people tuned in. I don't. I didn't see what the end of uh, viewership was. It was relatively quick. Uh, did NFL playbook? Uh, the card market in general is going through the roof. Um, it's, it's something I really enjoy, and that's something I've been consuming a lot of. Is card openings? Uh, just living vicariously through people is a lot of fun. So hopefully, you got to do that with that shitty set that I saw open. I think my best card was a Jalen Rager jersey rookie card which was like maybe worth four bucks and Mm -hmm. the box cost me about 45 so it took a big loss on it and i think that's you know obviously the risk opening those up it's gambling it's doing a big scratch off ticket uh but it's entertaining content at least for me and hopefully some other people enjoyed it and if uh other people did like it i'd love to do another one i mean you pulled that uh
0: no i i think you peaked at eight viewers which was much higher than i thought yeah for sure that's pretty good i'm not even joking that's pretty good for us um, no, pulled with Cam Acres too it was sick. Um, on the sports card bit though, uh, we do these things at work every Wednesday where it's just like an hour and every it's like twenty people and conversate about anything but work. And they were talking about Antique Roadshow, and so my okay. my contribution to that was the sports card market. And I had just given a brief overview of what has happened over quarantine, and not a single yeah. soul knew that that happened. That the market has just really? blown up. So Absolutely. it shows you that your bubble, like what you're interested in, i.e. crypto, NBA top shot, that you think it's like this huge thing. And then if right. you ask 100 people, 98 even yeah, 100 don't know what what's going
1: on. Uh, DJ, I just checked the total viewership on my card opening. Uh, with 69 viewers, okay. so we, we had more viewers on our little short uh, bullshit card opening. Uh, so that's quick content, something I'd like to do, and uh, hopefully we can do it again. So I, I
0: thought it was sweet. Um, yeah. All right, that's a self-involved segment, and we will finish the show with a little uh, bird dog corner. Wolf off. Uh, Rob, did you have anything to bring? I know, I know, I had a, a kind of a brainstorm sesh coming up here but uh if you had any brew that you wanted to mention now that you're uh parting
1: ways with the the brewskis for uh whatever 40 days no yeah i'm i'm kind of stepping away from the beers i drank a ton of modelos this weekend uh we had a buddy that drank some modelitos which is like the seven ounce ones that's a great little mexican (laughs) cheap beer to drink Uh, throw some lime in there it's absolutely fantastic especially if you're out at like a mexican restaurant uh, yeah. I can't recommend that enough, and not every beer has to be like this fancy beer or whatever. Even does like the does the gold uh,
0: flaking kind of cover bother you to take that? I often? hate that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't mess with the bottles, to be honest with you. I'm a I'm a can guy for that or draft beer. Um, so yeah, okay. they, I don't like the gold foil at all.
0: Yeah. So let's end it on um, a little brainstorm sesh for our future BrewTube channel, which I actually do want to do. I would say it's about a 30% chance that we actually do it. And I don't really want to, I think when people do reviews currently, they look at uh, Dave Portnoy, they see how he does pizza reviews. They say, you know, some version of uh, one bite and all that shit. I don't think we need to do that, but I do like that. He classifies pizza, right? You got New Haven style, you got football pie, all this shit. I think mm. that would really um for lack of a better term, elevate our uh our brew tube channel. So we need to think of like ways that we'll say tell the people like how we're feeling about this beer and instances where you should drink it. So I'll start right. us off with one just a, an easy one. And that's mm-hmm. a tailgate beer, right? And so to be a tailgate okay. beer, we drink it right and, To give people context, it's a tailgate brew, which means it's nice and light, easy to drink, Mm -hmm. typically low ABV, and uh, you can get a 12-er of it at least at a fairly reasonable price point.
1: For sure. I think my favorite thing about that classification and what Portnoy kind of does well too, is that it's not like an official. It's not like you're saying, oh, it's an American adjunct lager. Because as soon as I hear that, I'm like, this guy's a dude. I don't care what he thinks. You know, because, you know, some of our favorite beers are those tailgate beers. Miller Lite, you know what I mean? Or if it's a Bud Light or whatever it is, those are sometimes the best beers to drink. So good tailgate brew is out there, DJ. I like that. Yeah, I wonder
0: if we'll be able to, if that's too narrow because not very many local brews will fit that because of the price point, you know, but Mm -hmm. I think there has been a push, you know, you've talked about like the IC lights of the world and the uh, like even platforms making that basic now that might eventually become a, a a, a, a tailgate brew
1: for sure. I like that. Do you have any uh, classifications for me? You know what, I think I see your no here, and but there's one that's, uh, this is a good winter beer. You could say, oh, this is a good winter beer. And -hmm. what that means is that this thing is like 12%. You're going to end up sleeping on the couch and like you're fully clothed in your jeans after drinking two of them. Uh, So it's kind of one of those high octane brews. Mm -hmm. But it's like, man, if it's dark, especially if it's like a stout or something, people are like, oh, man, this is a good winter beer. And that just means you're going to end up on the couch sleeping.
0: Yeah, I had that as a rocket fuel brew. But uh, right. winter, winter might make me think, though, that I'm, like, putting on the pounds. Like, it's a little heavier, you know?
1: I think you are with those, those <laughs> yeah, high-calorie, those high-octane beers. Yeah. you really realize it or not, like, all that yeah, alcohol is. I would like them to try, like, like, a rocket fuel brew. I don't
0: know if this exists, is where it just kind of mm. tastes like shit. Um, but it's, a, like, a lower-calorie, high ABV. So forget the flavor as much as possible. <laughs> but it's yeah. still technically beer. And pitch okay. it that way rather than saying, like, oh, we have this nine percenter, but it tastes delicious. Let's right. strip yeah, out all the <laughs> <laughs> You know, I wonder yeah. if that exists. Uh, I don't know a couple more I had where, uh, and this is a working title, I think it needs some workshop, and it's two Christmases ago beer. So that's just okay. like yeah. beer left in your fridge that. Uh, yeah you know, we all have that or at least I don't really have that cause I don't have a house yet. But when you have like that second fridge out on your, uh, out in your garage, it's
1: that beer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, my parents got a 2016 Christmas ale in the fridge ready to roll. So if <laughs> you want that okay. five years old?
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's just that leftover brew. And then the last one is an opening brew. So that's like one that's best enjoyed on a patio. And maybe it's your first beer of the yeah. night it's that you want something tasty. It's fruity and it's just delicious. And, um, can be enjoyed, like I said, best enjoyed on a patio.
1: Yeah, I like that, Deej. Uh When I heard you say opening brew, for some reason, Bells Oberon jumped into my mm-hmm. head, which is a fantastic beer. You get the orange. It probably yeah. is not, you know, you can't drink four or five of those, but a couple of them, you mm-hmm. know, kind of eases you into the night and you kind of feel good about it. So Right, I and like you, your- might,
0: you might see it and it's like, it's six bucks, seven bucks instead of three. So you're not going to drink six of those. One, you'll be... right. It's a little bit higher ABV, but also the price point. And so it's an opening brew.
1: For sure. And you might be on vacation and that might not matter. The price point might not matter. So yeah. who knows?
0: <laughs> I typically drink a lot of, you know, I'm an opener, I guess you could say. You know, I, I give songs. your starter. Yeah. yeah, Seven strong innings of opening brews. Because they're just- <laughs> <I> love- <laughs> that
1: <laughs> I might be a- the best <laughs> analogy you've had. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I don't mess with the Miller Lights too often, but. That's not true either, though. That's just not true. (laughs)
1: Seven strong endings of opening brews, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's all I got,
0: Robbie. I think that was a good one. Appreciate your time, as always. You got anything else for the people?
1: No, Deej. Uh, So this is my last weekend of uh, drinking beers. I'd love to do it in solidarity, so snap us some pics. Send us some pics to the Greasy Pot of what you're drinking this weekend. I'll try to grab a couple, and, uh, man, it's going to be a long uh, 40 days but maybe our BrewDog dog corner uh kicks off a of youtube and uh me and you were vaccinated by the yeah. end of it so I'm yeah no. to that. absolutely are you gonna be the guy that all
0: constantly reminds us though like i'm not um like the person with the that's going on keto or whatever
1: that constantly reminds us that mm-hmm. they're on keto um if somebody offers me a beer i'll say no like i'm not i'm not drinking but i don't think i'm gonna be out of my way uh complaining about it Okay. Uh, last year, I gave up meat for Lent. I, I think it was relatively – I talked probably about it too much. So maybe I will be that guy. We'll find <laughs> out. We'll find out. All right. Uh, that's another greasy pod. Rob Stash is looking killer. Uh, if Thanks for coming back, buddy. Yeah. yeah, it
0: looks good, man. All right. Thanks. See you next
1: week.